Did you die in this house? How did you die? Hello and, and welcome, welcome back, back to Scream 101. 101. I'm, I'm Shannon Schlockian. <laughs> I'm Brennan Klein. And I'm Shannon Schlockian. And this is our last episode of season one yeah. of Scream 101. Which is amazing. Which I guess we'll have to call Scream 101A in yeah. college class No, the next terms. one's just Scream 102. We're going to have to change all of our oh branding. Or, you know what? I think we should be a unit up. It should be Scream 201. Because now we've graduated mm. past freshman year. I've graduated. You've stayed the same. Yeah. No, I was just thinking over the past, um, it's been about a y- 13 months. So over a year that we've been doing this podcast, um, you're leaving for Seattle, Shannon. Yes. To go help uh, the children. Yes. In America. Yes. And I feel like, I feel very comfortable sending you out into the world now that you have a basic working knowledge of the horror genre and the weirdness of it. Thank you. I feel so as well. I, I definitely, um, I went and met someone for the first time and we had an entire discussion about how horror speaks to the anxieties of society. Yeah, it brings us together. It really does. Uh, but before we start discussing the movie that we're reviewing for our last episode of season one. I can't believe. Uh, which is The Changeling. We're going to do our 10 word reviews. Uh, Because this is our last episode. I just kind of, I watch a lot of movies, which is why I have like three to talk about every week. Yes. Um, I just dumped all the rest into one. So get ready, everyone. Oh, boy. Should you go? Yeah, I'll start. Okay. I'll just, I'll get over it, over with it quickly. I'm so excited. Not particularly deep, but oh, so filthily, oh, so filthily hilarious. Lust caution. Stirring thriller, followed by another movie's worth of wan romance. A wan romance? I don't know how to pronounce that. Silent Night, Deadly Night 4, Initiation. I love your evil centipede hands, but where's the Christmas? Brokeback Mountain. Now I'm sad. What do I do with this? X-Men, The Last Stand. Not that bad. But seriously, what a waste of Phoenix. Bad Education. A typically twisted Almodovar romance. Gael Garcia Bernal is everything. All about my mother. The Oscars loved it, so naturally, it's not my favorite. Tab Hunter Confidential. Light fun doc with a delightfully psychotic graphics editor. And, drumroll please, the purge election year. They vote in May. That's the purge's level of political discourse. Excellent. Okay, so mine. I only have two. Uh, Do I have three? I have three. Just kidding. I have three. Just Um, like me regularly. I know. I had to boost it up to match. Boostier. Okay, so Whiskey Tango Foxtrot. I can't believe I wasted my time with this movie. And um, my big fat Greek wedding, too. I'm so glad my time wasn't wasted with this movie. So we're pulling out all the stops on our <laughs> last episode. <laughs> Obviously so. And then Becoming Jane. Lots of feminist dialogue about not needing to marry. Yay. Cool. Yeah, I was so I was so pissed about Whiskey Tango Foxtrot. I'm so sorry. Because they definitely made it it was like it was like Garfield level misdirection in their advertisements. Because oh, they no. they made it look funny and it was so awful. So oh awful. no. Anyway. Um so we are reviewing the changeling. The changeling. changeling. Not changeling. Not changeling. With Angelina Changeling. Um and you decided to use this because one, it's part of the let's scare the crap out of Shannon. 
It is. Month. And I'm, I had never seen this. So this was kind of a gamble, but I think it worked out pretty well. Yeah. And because it's set in Seattle. Yes. And he wanted to make sure that I was scared living. Yeah. There Seattle. are almost no movies set in Seattle. I was trying to find something to like kick you out, send mm-hmm. you off on your way to the great Pacific Northwest. I mean, there's The Ring, which you don't really like that much, right? Well, no, I just, that was the first scary movie I'd ever seen. Oh, okay. Um, I didn't even watch all of it. I watched like part of it. Oh, so, so you watched know. the boring parts. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and then there's, I guess Green Room takes place in the Pacific Northwest, but that's too recent for us to like obtain. Either way, um, for you having not seen this movie, this was definitely the best choice. Great. You could have made. I'm very happy about yeah. that. Yeah. But let, let's, let's get into it. Let's yeah. get into our discussion. As always, there will be spoilers. And Brennan will read the plot. Oh God, there's like, there's like eight sentences of copy that are just about like how awesome the movie is, but don't describe the plot. Hold on. The Changeling is a haunted house adventure complete with seances, nocturnal grave diggings, ghostly spirits, and an ancient puzzle jealously guarded by a devious man. Scott is splendid. Oh God. George C. Scott is splendid as the man who becomes an unwilling instrument of a ghost's revenge and learns to trust no one. Eerily entwining a detective story with the mystery of the supernatural, the changeling delivers solid entertainment and a frightening good time. This is just ad copy. I'm so annoyed at this. Um, okay, so this is guy played by George C. Scott. His name is something. His last name is Russell, right? John Russell. Yeah, John Russell. He's Matt Russell's uncle. Yep. Um, and he loses his wife and daughter in a car accident because we just watched The Descent and can't get enough of just murdering children and spouses. And he decides to move away because he lives in upstate New York. He moves to Seattle. He takes a job as a professor. But for some inexplicable reason, he decides to live in this historic house that's owned by the Historic Society. Um, Maybe because the rent is super cheap, but that's not entirely clear. And it turns out that this house is haunted and he needs to figure out who it's haunted by and why and how he can stop it. Yeah, because it's bothering him. (laughs) To say the least. To say the least, yeah. Um... So, we rate scariness 1 to 5 screams, campiness 1 to 5 perms, gore, which we're calling FX, 1 to 5 severed limbs, and quality 1 to 5 unlucky stars. I'm sure I'll be still be saying that in my sleep when I, uh, <laughs> when I go up to Seattle. Yeah, like every, every time you answer the phone, you're like, we'll be, answer, we'll be rating scariness from 1 to 5 screams, and you're like, oh wait, hello, this is Shannon. Right? And then it'll be like, oh wait, I pledge allegiance, no wait, I... <laughs> It's a thing. It is a thing. Um, So, I'll start just by saying that this movie... Well, I didn't know what to expect. I definitely thought it was going to be some sort of like weird zombie mutant thing. It it was like very rep like oh. in the sense of like there was a there was a doctor and there was this like Oh room, yeah. You know? Um and I was, I see I I I did not know a lot about the changeling, but uh-huh. I did know it was a ghost story. So that's really interesting to hear that that's kind of like where your mind went because you're right. Yeah, because I didn't know. And the only thing that was on the the A plus uh, menu screen was a uh, old timey wheelchair. Uh-huh. So I was like, oh, this is one of those. Like it's gonna be like a like an experimental a, yeah, experiment gone wrong. Ooh, that's interesting. Daily. I never thought about that. Yeah, I I like that. Also, I'm continuing my habit of just criticizing the back of dvd covers oh boy um special features include interactive menus cast and crew bios subtitles and chapter selections so it includes nothing yeah who needs criterion when you have 
who even put this out? HBO Home Video. <laughs> oh, HBO Home Videos are really good though. Like quality wise. So. Yeah. Well, not obviously not this the like back of it, but like Iron Jot Angels is HBO Home Video. That Changeling is HBO Home Video. Okay, but thing I don't think they made it. They just put it out. Oh, well, either way. They kind of screwed up the Hitcher too, which I watched through them. Okay. So I don't know if I trust them. Anyway, not important. Uh, what's your rating on scariness, Shannon? Because okay. I'm trying to send you off with a boo. And how did that work? It works really well. Yeah. I mean, I, I, yeah. I'm giving it a four out of five. I was like on the edge of my seat. Like there was sometimes where I was kind of bored and I was like, you know, it on my phone or whatever. But then. Like most haunted house movies, it starts at a very slow burn. Yeah. 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 And then, but then it gets like, it gets up there and I had to like hug my pillow and be like, I don't like this. This is not, this is not like, especially cause. Okay. So I was trying to think about why it was freaking me out. Um, houses are representations of home right and Uh it's like it's supposed to be a safe secure place and this guy is looking for solace in this new area and his home is trying to eat him and that's uh, that's really so it's very unsettling like it's it's just unsettling it's not like scary it's just very upsetting to like you know and then on on the other hand the whole ghost thing the child the child thing um definitely it just kind of compounds like it's those are all things that are just very domestic and they're supposed to be like safe and secure and innocent and and meanwhile it's like no this is <laughs> very scary that's great i like if i could my champion dialogue dog oh god if i could my champion dialogue would have been you say you literally during the movie you're like no houses are supposed to be safe <laughs> because <laughs> He, there's a, he has this ball that his uh, little daughter used to play with, and it's the stupidest looking ball. It looks like a croquet ball. But he it like bounces down the stairs towards him, and he gets freaked out, and he chucks it in the river. And when he gets home, the ball bounces back down the stairs, and it's just wet. And Shannon's like, no, you're supposed to be safe here. I mean, that's like a completely predictable thing, too. And, uh-huh. and nine, out of, nine times out of ten, um, most of the movies we'll watch will have predictability in it. Or I, I don't know. Maybe my predictability is like a little higher heightened than other people's. You are very good at predicting movies. Mm, okay. Um, yeah, that particular scene, like obviously that was going to happen right, if you've exactly. seen any haunted house movie ever. Exactly, but it's still like it still got to me because it was yeah. like it, it's well made. Yeah. Oh no, the movie was really well made. Um, so I really enjoyed it. What What was your score? Uh, my score is three out of five screams mm-hmm. because I did. Um, I had a harder time with the slow boil beginning. Yeah. Um, and also. I've watched a lot more Haunted House movies, I think. And we got to remember the Changeling is in 1980, which is not necessarily, it's not like uh, an ancient movie by any stretch of the imagination, but a lot of the, there there are a lot more Haunted House movies that would follow this movie that just uh, constantly repeated what it's doing. So it's kind of diluted by time as well. Yeah. Even though like, there are still classics like Amityville Horror and The Haunting that came before it. I'm not saying The Changeling is the first one. Right. Because it's also repeating tropes. Yeah. I also think that this movie itself is like, you know how sometimes horror and thriller kind of kind of merge? Yeah. So I feel like this movie is kind of like in the middle of the Venn diagram between like action mystery and horror. Absolutely. Kind of like The Omen. Uh, the Omen has some like globe trotting, digging up bodies and stuff. Yeah. So it like... There's less, like, scary, jumpy. Um, we don't even really see the ghost. We see, like, flashbacks of what happened to the ghost or, like, what happened to the boy. Uh-huh. But, like, you never have to see, like, a 
like a, a, go- a, a ghost, ghost apparition yeah. appearing, um, which is scarier. Yeah, because so, usually that's cheesy. Yeah, exactly. So I think it was more on the side of like, what happened to this boy, and like, what you know, what did this family do? Yeah, like, let's and, reveal the horrifying truth. Yeah, exactly. So you're like involved in the movie. It does take a long time to get to that point, but once you get to that point, it's like I'm in it to win it. You know? Yeah. And like a lot of the haunting is subtle but good. I mean, it's a door opens behind him. It's very small stuff, at, especially at first. But there are things that I could see, um, like spanning into movies that are out today, like Crimson Peak or well, Poltergeist, which came just a couple years later, and Paranormal Activity, especially, were very, um, very much in the same vein as this film's hauntings. Mm-hmm. There are two moments that really, really got to me. Um, there's one where this this guy, what, what's his name? Joseph Russell? John. John. Oh, God. I can't, I don't know why it's not in there. Joseph is the, the ghost. Yeah, Joseph's the ghost. Um, there are two scenes. One of them is where he's arguing with the sexy lady from the historical society who is has, like, befriended him. And kudos to this movie for not having them hook up. Like, yeah, she's great. They're I just love friends. Her. They're actually, they're, they're married in real life. Oh, yeah. But they're the yeah. awesome super team. They do have good chemistry. They do. But, like, not in a weird way. Absolutely. It's it's not about romance, and it's just about him dealing with his loss and trying to and like and she being respectful of that, which is great. Uh huh. And him kind of trying to combat his loss by finding a new project, which is solving this ghost. Um, but there's a part where she's like arguing with him, or not necessarily arguing, but they're having a conversation, and she's about to leave, and she walks out into the foyer, and she just freezes, looking at the staircase, and you're like, what? What is she, what does she see? Because all you see is her face as she moves, and then she just stops. And you're right. like, "Is there is there a scratch on my DVD? Like is some, yeah. that's okay? That's such a <laughs> that's still so 2016 funny. thing to say, but it's so startling because she's just gone to whatever she's seeing. That's such a great thing because it holds yeah. off on showing you for so long. And then having seen so many horror films at this point, you're like, okay, it must be like like a, a decrepit corpse standing there like something like very very crazy you know because because we've seen that in the past like oh this this person was killed by being drowned in a well okay so he, mm. the, here's their like water soaked blue body uh-huh. you know but no this is actually just the um the wheelchair, the wheelchair that the kid was, was kept in, in from the attic that was all of a sudden at the top of the stairs yeah it's so like all the scares are very low-key but they're so well composed yeah this is like the kind of horror i would want to make where it doesn't require big effects it doesn't require like it requires like gorilla effects Uh uh-huh you know um, like big gorillas wandering around smashing stuff so funny um no just like the classic stuff that allows people's minds to fill it in you know yeah it's oh man that that's such a good scene and there's also an Another uh, great scene is uh, the seance scene. They have a, they have their own little Tangina, media, a medium who shows up to like read the house and try to figure out what's going on, and that never goes well. But they they're having this seance, and she's doing like this automatic writing. I think it's what it's called, like mm-hmm. the psychic writing, where she's just scribbling on paper, and then whenever the ghost wants to speak, it like takes over her hand and writes its answers. It's just like a, a Ouija board or whatever. Um, but there's a part where it's building and building. Like there's this rhythm that is built because she keeps scribbling. And I, th- I think it's her husband or at least the doctor who is with her, who has called her in. Um, there's a big stack of paper. So he keeps removing the papers as, as she fills in with scribbles. So there's this beat where it's like, 
that's going on as people are talking during this scene and it builds and builds and builds until she starts scratching out these words that's just screaming like john help me help help and it's so big and it's not an effect sequence but it's so powerful oh, it's yeah. so scary yeah yeah so overall like i so so much appreciate just like the i don't know this makes me believe that you can make a really good film with no money absolutely i mean that has been proven time and time again especially with horror film yeah with paranormal activities like that blair witch project is like that i'm not the biggest fan of the blair witch project but you can't deny what it did right and to be fair the the movie goes a little nutty in the in the climax of the film but i love the climax oh no it's so it's my favorite powerful and fun but it's it's a little more effects driven but it's still more subtle you still don't like see ghosts there's no well yeah it's all like physical effects yeah um there's there is a chandelier starts swinging around and just dropping those little uh crystal pearls that it has and it was just i don't know I that that scene is what elevated the movie from like good movie to like on my tops list oh yeah no i'm not saying that that scene was bad oh no i'm not i'm just saying this is a little more bonkers yeah okay let's just run through these things real quick campiness um i'm gonna give it a one out of five there wasn't really anything really campy about this movie um yeah i mean i'll give it one out of five as well this is not a topic we really need to discuss we're just gonna skip it it's kind of it's a serious movie it was on martin scorsese's top 11 scariest movies of all time it was yeah um fx which we we've already talked about to death oh yeah we're just we're just we're blowing through yeah seriously um i'm giving it a three out of five because i think that again it's really well done and it looks like it was a lot of it was effortless in some sense um and there weren't any any really bad effects like there wasn't anything no there was no bad compositing like a lot of ghost movies which is really good those ghostbusters (laughs) um yourself i'm giving it a two out of five but that's more out of respect for what they managed to do without effects that's true like that's not a bad thing yeah and yeah let's do quality so we can like just dive into Into exactly how we feel about it quality i'm giving it a four out of five yes i'm so glad you liked this movie. oh yeah i took a shot in the dark it's definitely like up on my 25 now i really should like actually come up with a 25 we can post it on our facebook it's like a shannon wraps up her her year yeah we should do that oh yeah. i am write like, that down are you saying top 25 of what we've watched yeah or okay because i think we've watched some of my favorite anyway yeah absolutely like we watched halloween we watched yeah okay so um top 25 of the ones that we've seen which ghost I know, cat number it, one that's like i know that's like half the movies we saw this year but we saw some pretty prolific films which is good yes um but yeah it's definitely my top 25 i it's just so different like it's just i I can't even really describe it it's just very different especially because it's like the main character is a man which a lot of times we have like a final girl or 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 main character being a woman or grieving mothers right exactly we see him crying like there's a scene where um he's just sobbing in his bed and he gets interrupted by a ghostly happening yeah but he's also talking to his friends about his grieving process i mean like like he's allowed to have emotions exactly which is good um and when you think about the movies like like the movies that we have seen we had the descent we had um we had uh the babadook both things are about grief we've also watched in the past not for the podcast um the scissors movie inside inside i keep forgetting the name um but that was also on the same kind of vein so we see a lot of like 
grief and family-based horror but it's uh-huh. those are all women um so for this to be a man was really cool especially that he is working through his grief in a certain way and this is kind of a way of him physically like being able to do something about his own grief um by helping someone else even if the ghost went cuckoo for coconuts and <laughs> uh ungrateful ghost <laughs> yeah shannon was so mad he was like he's trying to help you joseph leave him alone yeah um uh so that was great um but yeah no i really loved it that's I enjoyed great it. yeah i wish we had seen more of seattle because that was what i was excited about yeah that that's unfortunate because this movie is set in seattle but was actually filmed primarily in vancouver which is fine like a lot of horror films canada but Um, we do get to see some there's some space needle in the background there is it was a good 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 time exteriors in seattle which is good so you can go visit those yeah um let's go champion dialogue oh i didn't give my score yet though oh i thought we did okay sorry four out of five for me what what about you um i'm gonna give it three out of five um i don't i didn't like it as much as you uh, although I did really like it. I really respect what it's working with. I liked it a lot. I would watch it again, but the the slow boil Haunted House stuff doesn't really... Get your blood going. Yeah, it doesn't put fuel in my engine. I think this was a really, really good one, and it's a very good example of a classical Haunted House film. That's not totally my bag, Yeah. but I dug it. So a three out of five. Good. And I'm um, sorry, there's a part at the end where it's kind of just like devolves into two old men shouting at each other and i'm like uh, it's not kind of like how i want this movie to end but then the the actual bonkers climax came in and i was like all right we're back oh yeah oh yeah the climax oh so great so great okay uh champion dialogue uh okay i'll, I'll start with my champion dialogue okay. because it's actually i i'm just gonna play this line because i love this line it's in all of them here you go it's an old house it makes noises I just, I love living in a time where, or like experiencing a time, this is 1980, where people could say that line and not, without a single shred of irony. Right, yeah. Because it's such a an, an old cliche line at this point. There, it was great. There was, I think the, the one movie, the one recent movie that's done it without making a joke out of it was uh, Ouija? Ouija? Oh, okay. Which is crazy. But basically chairs are moving around and the girl looks through the planchette and sees a ghost and the guy's like it's just an old house <laughs> and it's great it's at the worst possible time sorry anyway that's just I what i started a ouija board club at my, at my school yeah what was who was that that was from uh grown-ups read things they wrote as kids oh yeah that was funny yeah oh but yeah shannon what was your champion dialogue um so my champion dialogue is probably like the funniest part of the entire movie um so he's he's a composer and he's moved from new york to seattle and he's gotten a job at the school that he went to, which is Seattle University. Um, and he shows up to this huge lecture hall, which is filled with like 250 people. And like there's people standing in the back, like yeah. all the seats are taken. Yeah. He's a really good composer. And he walks in and he says this. It's my understanding that there are... Uh 23 students registered for this series of lectures on advanced musical form. Now, we all know that it's not raining outside. And unless there's a fire in some other part of the building that we don't know about, an awful lot of people here with nothing better to do. However, we'll uh, know more after the second lecture. And it's a pretty long monologue, but it's like, it's so funny 
and I, I could totally see one of my like cool professors saying that you know so. yeah and oh my god they loved him they were eating it up licking it off his boots like they were treating him like he was a stand-up comic and i was like what is this scene from obviously but it goes to show how like famous he was because yeah he like to us he's just like this like grumpy old man who lost his family he's uh-huh. trying to like re- redeem himself but then to them he's like this prolific composer and they just like want to be in the room with him like, it's they really don't even cool. really care so it's great it was awesome. they, they're even willing to go to his super duper haunted house to like practice their orchestra yeah, skills which is cool um yeah so i really love that that scene that monologue cool and let's move on to favorite character what was your favorite character my favorite character was um the medium lady just because she was just very good at staring off into space and like relaying information yeah i think all of my favorite moments are in her scene of scariness she really sold it yeah which is like her character was so it could be played by anybody but i feel like she did a really good job yeah and she seemed so plain too she wasn't like weird like like tangina from poltergeist who has that crazy high voice like she's just a normal lady and then she can like just totally uh transforms into this like vehicle of horror yeah it's also saying something that she wasn't commanding the experience like having that co-person there to be like okay everyone sit down like let's turn off the lights Uh and then have her just be there for like the medium stuff she's a vessel right like that's even better because it's like she's not trying to pull a fast one on them because she's not the one saying all these things Uh uh-huh you know so more believable for me cool anyway and my favorite character is just a character i think deserves some more respect her name is cora she's joseph's sister because um this family has actually two kids who died um, because they originally think that the uh, dead child that's haunting that's haunting the house is the ghost of Cora, who's a little girl who was hit by a car, um, became briefly uh, paralyzed or something bad happened to her and then she died. Yeah, she went she went into like a coma. Yeah. But then it turns out that it's her brother Joseph and there's this whole like big weird scandal scheme thing going on. Yeah, but Core is important because um the main character lost his daughter in a car accident and he for a while was like, Is this why she's reaching out to me? Because like my daughter and her like had the same fate. Yeah, because Joseph the this ghost kid is basically a very uh malevolent presence. And right. so he's um, manipulating this man's specific loss to get him to do what he wants him to right. do. But I'm just like, once we find out that it's not Cora haunting the house, they drop she's it. never mentioned again. Yeah. And I'm just like, hey, man, like, I, I, I understand why the movie did it, but I just feel like I just wanted to, to give a shout out to Cora because she deserves better because she suffered too. And she doesn't even get to be a ghost. Move on to favorite scene. Okay. Why don't you go first? Okay. Uh, my favorite scene is <laughs> um, Mr. Russell discovers that there's a boarded up door Yes. in his house. I'm so glad you brought this up. With a shelf built over it to disguise it. And he's like, you know what I'm going to do is rip down the shelf. Okay, first of all, he shatters like a whole bunch of ancient, or not, well, uh, a whole bunch of yeah, antique pottery there, that's on this shelf. There's stuff on the shelf. He just tosses it to the side and then he rips, to- he's so strong. He turns, he hulks out in this scene. And he rips all the boards covering this door, and then he discovers the creepy attic where the ghost lives. Well, yeah, because he finds a hammer on one of the shelves, too. Yeah. And um, then he uses the hammer to break the, the, the old-timey lock. Yeah, he's he's smashing the lock with his hammer, 
and then this sound starts reverberating throughout the entire house like that um there's this sound that comes every day at 6 a.m that's been waking him up and it's this banging sound and so like as he's breaking this lock this banging sound also chimes in like the house is goading him on and it's so freaky and i really liked it yeah and you find out later that the sound that that's been reverberating is actually the sound from joseph being drowned like when he was drowned he was hitting the porcelain tub and it caused this it wasn't porcelain it was like a tin tub right i think it was porcelain it was like a clawfoot bathtub okay yeah so he was hitting the tub and it was making this this loud noise so that noise happens and then you find out what it is later which is also creepy it's got some really nice parallelism and in, 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 like symbolism throughout the entire Absolutely. Thing. It's a very tight film. Yeah. Yeah. They do really well. Um, okay. So my favorite scene, other than the annex scene, which is what you you, you used, was right. um, the ending where it comes to a climax where it's like, see, this is the part where I was like, Joseph, what the heck? He's trying to help you because <laughs> yeah. he, so John goes home and all of a sudden, um, the house like slams all the doors and then as he like starts to walk up the stairs like this huge like gust of wind is like being pushed at him so he's trying to be pushed down the stairs and then he gets up to the second floor and then one door opens and the gust of wind blows him <laughs> one door opens and god opens o- closes a window yeah something like that sorry never mind sorry keep going um a huge gust of wind comes in pushes him against the railing the railing breaks He's hanging from from the remaining railing and then he falls and then he's like essentially knocked out. Um, and then um, what's her face? What's her name? Claire? Claire Danes. Whatever. I, I don't the, know. I, usually I'm so good at remembering the names, but I don't know anyone in this movie. Yeah. Uh, the woman, his friend, uh, is like, John, are you okay? And as they're like there, um, that's when the senator who is fake joseph yeah we haven't really talked about it we haven't so who cares it's not i mean yeah, it's important it's, to the movie but it's like not important to our talking about yeah we'll leave a spoiler f- we'll leave a spoiler free patch in case people want to watch yeah, it so you can watch it and understand what we're talking about um but he he like okay so right before he walks into the house the house also sets itself on fire that's great i do think every horror movie should end in a burning building yeah honestly like or a the burning boy next barn. door or a sorority row yeah or a burning barn um so yeah so it's like the wind and then the fire and the railing and the chandeliers like going back and forth it's doing all this crazy stuff and i'm like joseph stop throwing a freaking tantrum he's been helping you this entire time like yeah. he's done everything you asked in fact he he like ended it he like gave all the information to the senator so you should feel fine um but anyway pass john passes out the senator walks up the burning staircase and as he reaches the second floor the stairs drop out from yeah from they underneath. the entire staircase just collapses yeah it's so cool yeah and and then he like goes up to the attic and then essentially is killed like gets a gets a heart attack yeah it's it's like a vision that he's having while he's at his desk or something yeah it is um, but he's also like teleported his body there and then he he just gets to see that his dad actually is a murderer yeah so that's what he wasn't he didn't believe and then once he sees that to be true he dies yeah i i like what i took this scene to be is that this is the biggest manifestation of joseph's power because he needs to actually reach out to the senator who's not on the grounds of this yeah, house it's true although you we've seen him we've seen joseph's power outside of the grounds as well like, that's true with the him, ball 
the ball, also flipping the car with the the sheriff in it. Oh yeah, he kills he kills the police captain yep. of Seattle. Yeah, which is crazy. Um, he, I mean, he was a corrupt cop anyway, but still. Uh huh. Um, so yeah, so that entire pro- and and then the house like burns to the ground. Um, and then in a very like rosebud esque way, you kind of like zoom in on the all on the burnt remains of the house, and there is his wheelchair, and that's like how it ends uh, and know? also his, his music box opens oh that's right which yeah. also kind of implies that he's still there like he's still stuck even though he's gotten his revenge which is like one yeah but i feel like the music bo- box opening is like a hopeful like that him just being like and now the music can start like oh. everything's good oh that's interesting yeah see i saw it as the house is gone his revenge is complete but he's just still there maybe i uh i also like they had this point in the movie where um, so the guy's a composer, right? And he's like in the music room of this house composing music and he's been working on this piece. And then he goes up and he discovers the annex and finds the music box and takes that downstairs. And he opens the music box next to the recording of what he had been composing and they are identical. Yeah, like he's been fed this in yeah. the, into his soul. Which is cool. Mm-hmm. I liked it a lot. Anyway, um, yeah, so that was my favorite scene. Yeah, I mean, out of there are a lot of great third act haunted house movie scenes, but this is one of the best ones. Definitely. It's really fun. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that that's the changeling. Um, let's move on to our game. Sounds good. Our game this week is called the final chapter. Ooh. Um, Does as, that make me a final girl? I guess you have survived this entire podcast. Uh, I don't know how. <laughs> me neither. <laughs> um, yeah, this game is called the final chapter, which, as we know most horror franchises have a final chapter which then they blatantly ignore and continue on from friday the 13th series had two and we're still going so this is kind of a reminder that even though scream 101 season one is ending uh can't keep us down we're coming back in big beautiful ways hold on to that look for news yeah uh, just just keep an eye on our feed we're not going to be away for too long we can't we can't stay away and we're replacing one s with another so replacing me with Sergio. No, uh, he, we don't know that yet. Okay, it's just kidding. <laughs> um, but yeah, this uh, this game is... Okay. Out of all the movies that we've watched on Scream 101, a lot of them have received sequels. Yes. So I'm going to give you the subtitle of a sequel to a film that we've watched on this show. Okay. And you have to guess what movie that sequel is two does that make sense any sequel or the final sequel no any sequel okay okay number one you ready yes all american girl all american oh oh american psycho yeah that's the sequel to american psycho starring mila kunis um it was okay i watched it uh number two unhappy campers revenge of the unhappy campers no um oh oh is it um uh sleepaway camp it is sleepaway yeah. camp oh that's good you're doing good that's what you titled our episode oh we d- i did didn't i yeah. i was having trouble with that one nice um number three resurrection evil dead no 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 no, no we no, didn't watch not. that for no, this not. No, no 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 i got this hold on mm, sounds like a bad porno <laughs> i have a hint if you want one later uh okay Kent, hint. yep this is from a series of sequels that you have kind of pointedly avoided watching friday the 13th 
No. Okay. We've watched three of those or two of them. We've watched a lot of them. What did I avoid on purpose? Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. It's Halloween 8. That's Halloween right. Resurrection. I've avoided them because I like Halloween too much. Exactly. Uh, number four, The New Blood. Hmm. Sounds like a sorority f- movie. Is it House and Sorority Row? No, that never got a sequel. Oh, oh, that's right. That's right. Well, I mean, got a remake, but yeah. It's not a sequel. Um, I don't, I don't know. Um, uh, give me, you got a hint? Uh, you guessed it for one of the other ones. Oh, Friday the 13th? Yep. Yay! That's Friday the 13th, part seven. All right, number five, Deader. Deader? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Like more dead. Like, is it zombie? No. Dawn of the Dead? No. You get one more guess, and then I'll tell you. Deader. How something more dead? Uh, from Dust Till Dawn? I don't know. No, Hellraiser. Oh, okay. That's Hellraiser 7. See, like, there should not be that many Hellraisers. There's, there are a lot Clive of those. Parker, stop. No, it's not him. I know. He, I think he hates the sequels, too. Probably. I don't think he's seen them. I know. Uh, number six, Texas Blood Money. Texas Chainsaw Massacre? No, surprisingly. Oh, okay. Texas Blood Money. What else is in Texas? Or Texas adjacent. Maybe south of the border. Mexico. Um, What was a Mexican thing? Uh, that's Italian. That's they have Mexican beer. They have domestic oh, okay. beer. From dust till dawn. Yeah, Yay. you got it. Good job. Yay. Right, first first guess. We have Mexican and domestic. So you got five out of seven. It took a it took a bit of coaxing, but we got there. It did indeed. Congratulations. Thank you. That's our last game. We were last. That's our game. last game of our last show. Let's go into recommendations, and then we can turn the air conditioner on. Sounds like a good idea. So I'm going to recommend um, Evil Dead. Even Solid. though, and I also, rec- I also uh, during this episode, recommended Wreck. So watch that as well. It's a recommendation. Yes, it is. Um, but Evil Dead is great and kind of like the spooky house. The original, not the remake. The original. Yeah. Kind of spooky house dealio, but it's like more supernatural. And it's campy and it's Sam Raimi. And I've been watching a lot of Xena. So do that. I, I love the Evil Dead. That's a 10. Ad. That's on my top 25. Yeah. Um, and my recommendation... I just want you to give maybe a second look at The Woman in Black starring Daniel Radcliffe. It's not like a masterpiece, definitely not on the level of The Changeling at all, but I remember seeing it in the theaters and being freaked out by it, and I feel like a lot of people just didn't pay any attention to it because it was such a dumb idea, but I don't know. Maybe maybe give that a look-see. I constantly, when I say that I'm, I have a horror review podcast, people constantly ask me about what I thought about The Witch. What, uh-huh. I, what I thought about, like, um, The Conjuring 2 and what I thought about Woman in Black. <laughs> That's interesting. I like, the, not, I have not seen any of those it's things. Like, do you think I go to the theaters? Do you think I have money? Honestly, I've never seen a horror film in theaters. Oh, I messed well, up. I mean, other than Halloween, but that's, like, classic. I haven't seen any, like, recent. Okay. Well, you have seen Halloween in theaters twice. I have. Thanks to me. Yes. So I and feel okay live, about that. Which mm-hmm. is, well, I mean, that's more of, like, a monster society mm-hmm. for, yeah anyway um yeah as for our clue section we don't have any clues because we uh, we're done goodbye <laughs> um uh. 
but if you want to contact us wish uh wish shannon happy travels um if you want to f- uh just talk about the changeling if you've watched it if we've turned you on to the changeling which I, us, is probably one of our best i w- i don't want to call it a discovery because the changeling has definitely been discovered by so many people but we were both happy that we found it in our lives yeah we both recognize that we are very young people and most of horror is not as young as we are yeah so we're working through it all yeah um, but if you want to contact us, you can find us on Twitter at Scream101Pod. You can find us on Facebook at Scream101Podcast. Uh, email us at Scream101Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes. Give us five stars for over thir- for 13 months of service and for stopping at 13 months because that's a horror number. Yeah, good but, point. Thank you. But also, we're not stopping. Keep an eye out. Um, if you want to follow Shannon's travels in Seattle, what's your Twitter, Shannon? It's at Shan Chalakian, so S-H-A-N-C-H-O-L-A-K-I-A-N. And if you want to follow me and just say hi, because I'm still going to be here just watching horror movies all by myself. Um, and I actually I tweet a lot of links to reviews that I do on my blog of horror movies that we don't cover on the podcast, because it takes a lot longer They're very funny. If you think Brennan is any semblance of funny during our podcast, I do. he is far funnier in his written reviews. Thank you. But yeah, I, I have a lot more time to prepare what I'm saying. Right. Uh, yeah, but you can follow me at It's Raining Brens, which is I-T-S-R-A-I-N-I-N-G-B-R-E-N-S. And any final comments you want to say to our loyal listeners? Uh, if you even watched one episode, of our podcast thank you so much a plus a plus um i we did this mostly for ourselves and we really enjoyed um giving us an excuse to like watch and with with diligence and i still can't believe that we survived i know this long i'm surprised that we actually got torture the death nerve done yeah me too i'm glad that's, we did uh, yeah although i'm not i think that it was a horrible movie and I'm i would sorry. not watch it again no that's okay but, but now you know yeah it's now a I historical know. exactly thing. um and I've learned a lot, and I definitely like. There are some broy guys that are like horror, and I'm like, um, excuse me. I have I, I can hold my own in conversations about classic horror, that's, which I that that's the one thing I wanted to leave you with, and I'm, we got that. Yeah, I'm so excited about, and also I'm very excited to be to go to Seattle and host horror movie nights. Because yes. I think people every time I talk to some people about horror, they're like, I'm not big on scary movies, and I was like. 98% of horror is not scary. Like this Yeah, there's is, a lot of really fun stuff. Yeah. Oh man, I, I'm my mind is filling with titles that I wish I'd shown you. Of course. Always. I want I want to show you Slumber Party Massacre. I want to show you Poltergeist. Have you seen Poltergeist? Nope. Oh god. Oh, that you messed have, up. You never showed me Jaws, Matt Russell's. Oh no. No, don't tell him that. He's going to stab me. I know, right? I tried. We've been so busy. She's been gone. I know, I know. Um okay, so of of the films that we watched like the ones that like pop out at me as being scary are like babadook it follows descent changeling um and, and two of two of those we did in the last three weeks which is crazy mm-hmm. um because I, i've been trying to freak you out yeah which worked um but those those are it and then like if i add things that we've watched together but not on the podcast like exorcist is probably the only one i would really uh-huh. add um but then you've also got the other side of horror which is actually like heartfelt like final, final girls, girls obviously um and then you also have just like the fun like killer party night return of the to Comet, horror high return to horror high like those um and then you've also got the classic you've got house and sorority row which we watched and we talked to mark rosman about and which is a um, great film like it's it's not particularly 
scary because it's a slasher film, but it's so much fun to watch. Exactly. It's a good thriller. Exactly. And then um, all the other classics like uh, Black Christmas and... Um, oh, them, I'm so glad we watched that yeah, movie. Yeah, that was really good. so much fun. Really and good. Andrea Martin's amazing too. Yeah. How about Visiting Hours, which neither of us had seen. Yeah, and Visiting was Hours so was really good. Unexpectedly awesome. Love Canada. The Canada is its own category. You mm. got Ghost Cat. You got Terror Visiting Train. Hours, Terror Train. Um, on and on and on, but yeah, and back to classics. You got th- we had the thing. We had yeah, Silence um, of the Lambs. Silence of the Lambs. Um, Halloween, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which I'd never seen. Night so breed. a Nightbreed. So <laughs> <laughs> director Scott. Um, so overall, this entire year, like we really were diverse and we were um, pointed, and and I think we really did a really good do- job. Yeah, I I think this worked out okay. I'm really happy. Um, that you had a good time because yeah. I don't think either of us knew that how long of a period we were committing to when no. we started the podcast on a whim one July Eve. Yeah, it's so weird looking at the Anime Expo updates and being yeah. like, Anime Expo is when we started. It's an anniversary. Th- that's crazy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I, I'm constantly trying to drill in. Scream 101 is not dying. This is the end of season one. Season two will begin. I'm gonna, you're getting exclusive, everyone. Um, season two is probably going to begin in September. I don't want to commit to a hard date yet, but, but September is a pretty good month. Yeah. It's right before Halloween. Gives you time to rev up. Uh, but yeah, just keep an ear to the ground. We're not gone. We're not done. Yeah. And I am, a, I will now turn from a long time supporter to a long time viewer listener. That's crazy. Um, oh, that's so weird. Yeah. So I'm going to be texting you whenever you guys make bad jokes and oh, being like, what you. did you do? <laughs> Stop. You're ruining our legacy. Um, hooray. Yeah, so we'll see. Yeah. Good stuff. And we'll be playing you out with Graduation by Vitamin C. (laughs) Oh my God, make (laughs) me cry. Okay. episode has david trimmer on it and it, i turned it off halfway through that sounds about right because all of those interviews are like let's interview chris hardwick about how his life is similar to david trimmer 
Yeah. I mean, that's why I don't listen to the Nerdist podcast. Because yeah. it's just Chris Hardwick talking about Chris Hardwick. That's kind of annoying. But anyway, how's, how's it going? Is my, are my lovers okay? Yeah. Cool. You ready to start? Yeah, let's, let's get this over with. Okay. Our last episode. Oh, God. Oh, man. Okay. Hello, and welcome back to Scream 101. Wait, maybe we should do it together. Okay, okay. Ready? Three, two, one. Hello, hello and, and welcome, welcome to back Scream to Scream 101. Okay. Welcome back? This is going to have some good bloopers. Uh, let's do hello and welcome. Hello you're, and you're right. You're right. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. Three, two, two one. one. Hello, hello and welcome whoa, okay. to... Okay, we can't do that. Is it weird? Yeah, it keeps like... Maybe you should do it like a hello. lower voice, like a. Well, maybe my hello and welcome back. This hello, and welcome. My to name is Elder Price. Okay, are we good? We'll try it again. Three, two, one. Hello, hello and, and welcome, welcome back. to Scream. No, I, I screwed it up. Oh, <laughs> uh, we're doing this. Hello is like and welcome. Classic, like Laurel and Hardy crap. Is it? Hello and welcome to. Or Let's hello, do welcome. Back. welcome Let's back. just do okay. welcome back. Okay. Three, Three, two, one. Yeah, I think it would have been cool if she had been killed before, before, um, before Joseph had turned six. Uh-huh. If if they could be, if he like walked up and was like, "Hey, do you remember your sister Cora?" And he'd be like, "What? I didn't have a sister." He'd be like, "Yes, you did, but also you didn't because you were adopted." Oh. And you know, maybe I'm the um. only one who would think about that. I feel like it's more of a soap opera than a than a, haunt, than a haunted house movie. Whatever, it's it's exciting. I'm Shonda Rhimes. Okay, sorry. Bye, everybody. Bye. <laughs> As we go, go on, on. we remember oh God, that song. That song. All right. Good night. Bye. Peace.